Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash INTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash INTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to an episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern with Dom. Yep, I'm here. So, Dom, this is week two uh-huh. of Disney Plus. Yes. And as you know, we have a second Mandalorian just came out. Um, yeah. So, now that we've seen how great Disney Plus can be, and no one hates it. What do you think about it? Oh, I hate it. The interface is all bad. And that one movie that I wanted to watch wasn't on there. And um, I don't know. Like, Disney's owns everything. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, have you watched The Simpsons on there? Terrible. The funny part about all... So, for those that don't know... Obviously, Disney was going to get some sort of backlash for yeah, of course. everything they do. But some of the stuff that they're complaining about was like, once again, did you guys not pay fucking attention to anything? Any Anything? No, because the, the crop thing has been happening. I know. And I hated it. And every once in a while, like, it'd be fine. Um, I forgot where... I think uh, CW was the only one that I remember where they kept the original format, but FX, FX, the, the place that it moved to, cropped them. And see, they said the reason why is because when you tra- when you transfer into HD, it has to crop it, and that's the thing. It's like so either you get it HD and it's cropped, or you get it not HD and it's not cropped. So like, what do you want? Do you want the quality or do you want the crop? Um, you could squeeze it. Yeah. But it looks wrong. And uh, I I do think that uh, FX did. I think they went the, the route where they added the the sides. Mm-hmm. So when it when it did transfer over, they had like, it, it was weird though because it was like a Simpson thing, a Simpson thing, and then like the the uh, four by three ratio. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it was FX, the app. Yeah, Simpsons but, World or something. Yeah, but uh, but like on TV and everything, that's how it's always been. Yeah, and it it was one of those things where it's like, do you guys not ever watch this? Like, do, I don't get it. Like, where does this? And I do understand though, because um, the Simpsons is a very visual mm-hmm. comedic like comic thing too. So that was like a big thing where it's like you kind of miss a lot of stuff, which is true, but. Once again, it's still the beginning stages. Like, yeah. May, now, now that they know this, maybe they'll like. I get it. If a year from now and they're still doing this, it's yeah. like then complain and be like, "Fuck you, Disney! I'm not going to give you money to to watch the Simpsons if I can't even watch them like yeah. correctly." I get it, but that was like kind of acceptable. But the one that really bothered me was when people were talking about, "Oh, the interface is so." clunky and it it sucks and i'm like what the fuck do you know about interfaces i don't know like (laughs) they compare it to like netflix but it's like netflix isn't 
that great either. Yeah, Netflix literally just, hey, you like this? You might like this. You might like this. You might. I like hate this. that it auto plays, and there's no way to shut off the autoplay yeah. on Netflix. I do think that there is a there is a way on on Disney Plus to shut it off. Yeah. I was like, see, that's what I'd like on Netflix is to shut that off. I hate that. I hate when you're you're sitting there and you're reading it, and then all of a sudden, like, it's starting to play, and you're like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I think like the like I was saying earlier is the the reason why it's so funny is because it's like. How many of you broke bitches have never used Amazon Prime? Yeah. <laughs> because Amazon Prime is literally the fucking worst. And I think some people try to say, like, well, well, they like the simplistic whatever, blah, 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 bullshit, whatever. But Amazon Prime still is horrible. Like, doesn't matter if it's super simple or it's like, oh, it's just a picture and then the blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but it's still bad. That like, I, I remember Hulu switched over. I forgot who it was, but it was some podcast or YouTube thing. But I remember them talking about how they didn't like it. But it's so easy I to like, like navigate. Yeah, who's so easy? Like to they figure like out. they they show you the fresh episode, mm. and then you can click on you can click on it and be like, here's every single season we have. Here's all the extras. Here's the recommendations. Takes you right there. Or if you're already caught up, then all you have to do is press play. Yeah. And not only that, but they give you like your stuff you're already watching, stuff that's in your your what you call it. Plus, you have the your other things on top where you can still browse and do all that other stuff. Like, I like their layout, and and like I get it that Disney Plus isn't as pretty as that. But I was using it today, as you saw, walking in, and yeah. it was fine. The only the only thing I got. To complain about is something that I haven't seen anyone complain about, What's and that's that? that's the uh, the like left off slash like playback thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where when I finish an episode of a series, it doesn't mark it as play, doesn't mark it as like where I'm at, like like a Hulu. If you're watching if you're watching something, you stop halfway, it'll show you like on the. Um, on the um, picture. Yeah, on the picture, like, hey, there's this much left, or there's this much left. And then you click on it, it picks up exactly where you left off. Or if you quit it and you come back, it's the same thing, right? But doesn't do it like that. It just brings you back to the <laughs> to the series or the movie or whatever, and then you have to restart it all over again. Which is, that's kind of irritating because I'm in the midst of going through a TV so. So mm. it's like, do I have to keep remembering where I left off? <laughs> so, which I've tried before, and it's, it sucks. <laughs> so that's the only thing that really bothers me is the fact that I can't just, I can't go to like The Mandalorian, press play on Friday, and expect the third episode to come up because it's just going to play everything over again. That's yeah, like, you have to go straight to the episode, right? Yeah. That's the only legit, like, kind of shitty thing which like i said it's irritating but i'm waiting for in the future because just like netflix like netflix wasn't always this way no. Hulu wasn't always this way they constantly works to get better so i'm kind of hoping that that becomes like a a priority sometime soon because it like right now it's okay but imagine being four seasons in halfway through a series and you're like wait did i did i watch this one no it's this one right Wait, oh fuck, is it this one? Then you watch it like shit, I already saw this one. Like that's yeah. when I think it's gonna be kind of shitty. 
Yeah, and and like you said, it's barely what week two of them rolling this out, and also like I feel like it's yeah, like you said, like a work in progress. Like they also they kind of underestimated how many people were gonna be like that's what was the whole like lagging thing when it first launched. So. Maybe, yeah, it's like they kind of were like, this is what we have right now. Let's put it up because people want it. We promised it to them. And now that they have it up, yeah, they can hear the like the criticism. Like they even have on the f- a feature of uh, for like if they don't have something, like let them know. Like so that you can let them know because the, hopefully they'll add it later. It was just one of those things where it's like everyone has to fucking bitch about something. Yeah. And it, and it's not even like bitch, 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 bitch. bitch. It, you know what? I would totally be fine if it was because you get there and it's like nothing's on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, you're, you're trying to watch something and it's like so that's not on there, that's not on there, that's not on there. Like yeah. So you tell me that you you give me a Disney app and I go and I watch any Disney movie I want and I put on like Little Mermaid and Little Mermaid's not on there. Okay, well, wait, Sleeping Beauty's not on there? What? Beauty and the Beast is... Like, that, that's when I'd be like, okay, yeah. yeah. That's when you say that that's, this is kind of just like, well, you're trying to fuck everyone over. Or like the Star Wars thing. Imagine if they released the the, the app and they're like, yeah, because Star Wars is going to be on there, but you can only watch Episode 7 and The Mandalorian. Yeah, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like that. It's just that they're getting things in due time. And then it's funny, too, because it's like they also have on there that, like, you can see the movies that are coming, like, that are going to be on there as soon as they can get the rights back to them, too. Like, um, Last Jedi. It's like, you just got to wait till December and you'll get it on there. It's like, I don't understand, like, people complaining. I don't know. The whole the whole thing just yeah, it's whatever. It's just uh it's expected, but it's just one of those things where it's not like people are pointing out the the obvious, like that, like the the playback thingy, the being able to start where you left off. Yeah. That is a big thing, and no one I've seen so far has really talked about that. Yeah. Or uh if it was like super glitchy, but it's never been glitchy to me, and Neither. I have fucking sh- I have shitty internet compared to a lot of people, and it's been completely fine. One thing I actually do like when um when the internet is slow, um that I saw that I saw like so what it does is like it pauses, and like you can kind of hear some of the audio, but then it like restarts itself. So like it'll pause the frame. And then it'll just kind of rewind itself a little bit, and it'll like start the it'll start like it'll start itself again, so it can like buffer itself. Yeah, maybe in a couple of days it'll all die away, or who knows? In a couple of months, we'll see where it's at. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it, that's when you that's when you should be able to complain. Yeah, if it's a if it's six months, a year out, and nothing's changed, it's like okay, yeah, maybe you're right, but until then, Dom. I have spoken. This is the fucking news. So earlier this week, um, something happened with the Justice Department that I know right now it sounds kind of boring, but stick with me. But basically, they want to, this administration wants to overturn a um, decree that was put in place. Um, It's called the uh, Paramount uh, Consent Decree. And basically what what it does is it stops big studios from owning theaters. 
So it was put into place in the about like the end of the forties, like the, around the fifties, because obviously that would be a monopoly if studios owned all the theaters that they so they could pick and choose like what movies got to be in there. And I think we we brought that concern when we were talking about. I think, what was it, Amazon owning theaters? And I think someone else wanted to own theaters too. But then we were we were also talking about, like, the, the upside to that. Like, Amazon can actually, like, premiere their, like, movies there. But this is, this is a, a federal level law. Well, it's not really a law. It's more of a... So, basically, they, they took Paramount to court. And the Supreme Court, instead of creating a law for it, they created a decree that said that like if you're a movie studio you cannot own a theater like period like you have they have to stay like, they have to stay out of like because theaters have to be able to show any anything they have to be able to have the freedom to show any movie without someone intervening like let's just say like i know everyone likes to criticize them so like if disney decided to buy out amc right and now disney only shows disney <laughs> disney products and disney affiliated <laughs> products at amc's so anything that's not has anything to do with disney wouldn't be shown there anymore that's a monopoly and it's just kind of ridiculous i don't understand like why like the the whole the, this one guy who who works there um, it's the assistant attorney general, Macon Dorehim. Um, he's saying that we've come a long way from them. So nowadays it doesn't make any sense for these laws to be there anymore. Like who goes to the theaters anyways? I think he's thinking like, well, you can go on the internet and you can watch movies anywhere. So why do we need these laws? But it's kind of like, it's like, <sighs> but you're, your example is exactly that reason. Imagine if AMC did get buy out by Disney and then all of a sudden Justice League wasn't being shown in all AM like let's say they're like, no 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 no, we'll show Justice League in our AMC theaters. Yeah, about a fifth of them. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, hey, I can't see Justice League because the only theater showing it is the one that's like a half an hour away. But the AMC right here, oh, that's showing the new Ant-Man movie. We should just go watch that. Sounds ridiculous, but now that we know, that's sometimes people's reality. People's mm. reality is they'll be like, well, I can't see this movie, or I can't go do this, or, 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 or I can't even, yeah, see this because they don't show it here, or they don't have it here, or whatever. And unlike them, where we have, we have multiple theaters we can choose from, some people don't. And then imagine, yeah, imagine if that were to come true or vice versa. If if WB bought uh, AMC and yeah. all of a sudden, like, there was no Marvel movies or uh, affiliated movies or anything. And it's like, wait, what? Like, how? I, I thought Jojo Rabbit was showing there. Oh, it was only showing for one day in, like, half of the theaters. Yeah, or, okay. yeah, like, okay, yeah, like, WB, right? And then they screen nothing but the new Fantastic Beasts, right? But then, like, but the new Avengers just came out. It's like, yeah, but, like, what would you rather see, the new Avengers or the new Fantastic Beasts? The Avengers. new Avengers. <laughs> we no. know, the, the new Fantastic <laughs> Beasts with Johnny Depp. No. no. <laughs> um, It does sound like, oh, well, 
oh, it's so long ago, whatever. But it's like it still makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the idea of net neutrality, where it's like, yeah, but see, if we just get rid of net neutrality, the people who give us the internet will be free to give us the internet. And it's like that's not how that that's works. not how it works. Yeah, we're already stronghold with the comp the like phone companies and all this stuff owning the internet. Mm-hmm. So by taking that net neutrality away. It just makes it even worse. It'd be different if it was already uh, uh, an open um, uh, season for all companies to give us internet, but that's mm. not how that works. No. If you if you're confused about it, just look it up. See how yeah. fucked up we are in America. You'll yeah. be pissed off to see how the rest of the world works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's it'll, ridiculous. It'll boil your blood. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like in this in this sense, it still makes sense. Uh, but like if they were going to, now, if this was like a, Hey, we want to try to rewrite it where this is still a possibility, but the, but we're open to certain, certain companies opening their own theaters, then yeah, I'd be fine because imagine if a, or imagine if, uh, imagine if Disney wanted to open Disney movie theaters, I do get how that could be a problem with, oh, well, you know, they're not going to show any other movies except for Disney movies. True. But it's meant to be like a Disney experience. Like, I'm not going to go to Disney. I'm not going to go to like a Disney theater and expect to be like, okay, well, where's the Jojo Rabbit? And it's like, no, no, no. These are just Disney movies, family movies. Oh, you want to stream? Oh, we got Lady and the Tramp and theaters. It's like. Okay, cool, yeah, but but I do understand how that even being a novelty could still be a problem, where you have something like a uh, like we talk about here with Harkins. Harkins is a very regional thing, and so imagine if uh, Disney decided to open their own theaters, mm-hmm. uh, even if it wasn't just Disney, if it was just Disney started up. Uh, d plus theater and they showed anything disney related any fox movies any you know whatever movies and they decided to start opening theaters well yeah that could hurt something like uh uh, harkins where let's say there's three disney owned theaters near here and it's like okay well i could go see the new frozen at the Harkins over here, but the Disney one over here has it. And, Oh, I like their seats more or their tickets are cheaper or whatever. Right. And then that's going to be taking business away. And, and Disney could do something where it's like, see, because we're getting the product to you from us already. The cheap, they, they like, they make the tickets cheaper. Yeah. So it's like, it drives down like, yeah, that's see. And that's, that's why, we live in a capitalist society, and that happens where, like, yeah, see, if uh, if the people who make the product own the, the means to show it, like, they're going to obviously make it. They're going to give you some incentive to come to them. Yeah. And so that's going to hurt other businesses. Because yeah. they, they, might, they might keep in line with saying, we're not, we're not saying no one else can watch or uh, can show our movies. Uh, you're an AMC, you're a Regal, whatever. Of course, you could you could you could uh, have our movies in our theaters. Of course, we want that. But then again, you know, if there's two Disney-owned theaters and their tickets are six bucks, 
And then you have an AMC and a Harkins whose tickets are, you know, close to 10, if not over, where you're going to make that drive to most likely to Disney ones. Um, and sure, it may, that may not be all the time, may not be whatever, but something like this could start off as like a, as a novelty thing, right? As a, oh, mm. oh we just want to, we want to give, you know, all of our, you know, like the Disney Plus app, we want to do that, but like movie theaters. May sound like a novelty now, but imagine, imagine Disney putting a movie theater within five mile distance of every Harkins. Yeah, and, and slowly, slowly keeps adding more and more and more and, and more. And one part of that um, about those decrees, the um, Paramount decree was um, block no block booking, which is basically, hey, you can get the new Avengers, but you also have to get all the rest of the films that we. We have this year. And it's like, but what if they're like, but we don't want that film. We don't want that film. We don't want you to re-release Song of the South here. And then they're like, well, but you, you gotta, because you want, you want Endgame, right? And it's like, well, yeah. It's like, well, you gotta, you gotta get the rest of these film in order. See, and it's like, they, they don't, I, I think it's the particular people that are in charge that just, they just want to overturn everything. Yeah. They just want everything to be undone because... Well, it has to be business friendly. And it's like, but you don't understand, like, that's the reason why, like, we're in a lot of problem right now is because we let businesses just do whatever. Yeah, but then we just bail them out. Because they they have faith that they're going to do the right thing. And it's like, but we've seen (laughs) over the course of history, they constantly don't. Yeah. They constantly don't. That's why we had to take it to the Supreme Court. For them to finally decide, you know what? Mm-hmm. No, you guys can't do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, but what if we just try one more? No, time? no, 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 no. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, why? <laughs> you know, like yeah. sitting here and just thinking, why? Why are we bringing this up right now? Why is this? Why are we talking about this? Why does this matter? Like. There was no fucking problem. It all made sense, but now we're back on this conversation. And like I said, I'm I, I'm totally down to like the idea of like having laws constantly change, but in situations like this, when you look at it as a whole, it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why this still this thing still matters because it can still matter in the long run. Yeah. Because I feel like this with with those certain type of things you can apply it to to newer technology because that because that said is like because what if disney had never done disney plus right but what if like in order to get like in game the to netflix right or hulu like they were like oh but you have to down you also have to put all the rest of our decom video well actually i think i'd want um, but anyways, you know what I mean? Like they could do that to like streaming, but like you could cite these old laws as being like, look at that's essentially block booking. Yeah. But no, it looks like we need to get rid of that. Right. All right. So probably the greatest news ever, not the, not the greatest thing, but one of the greatest things ever, um, I found out and looks like it's coming true. Um, Eddie Murphy has officially bought the rights to the sequel to uh, Beverly Hills Cop. 
and they're going to be making another Beverly Hills Cop, which I've been waiting for forever. I love Beverly Hills Cop. That's one of my favorite series ever. They're just, they're so good. And for him to be back, I wonder if he's going to get Judge Reinhold back. But I guess ever since um, My Name is Dolmite came on, you know, and everyone's been, oh, he, he might be nominated for an Oscar for this. I think that's kind of that upsurge of like, he, I think he's like, yeah, it's time for me to come back. It's like, yeah, Eddie Murphy, like, can you finally come back and be funny? I mean, I, I want to say cool, but, I mean. You think it's going to suck? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's one of those things where when you heard about uh, them finally going through with uh, Joe Dirt movie, mm-hmm. the second one, you're like, yeah, cool, finally. And then you kept hearing details about it, and you're like, what's going on? And then it comes out and it's like, oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking horrible. And I'm not saying that. I mean, we know that this is possible. I mean, bring something back from you know days old to now and having it make a lot of sense and still be good. I mean, we saw that with Halloween. Mm, Halloween true. just literally picked up where it left off. Literally, what? Almost 40, 40 years, years ago, <laughs> and uh, it was totally fine. So I do have some faith in it, especially if he wants to try to keep it still very much Beverly Hills-ish. Do, 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 do. But it is, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to be like, well, I wonder like what they could do. I know. I know. Where do you, where do you even go after like this much time, right? Yeah. Because I think that was the proposed series, right? Was the series they were going to do was based off... It was He was going to come back as um, Axel Foley, and then it was going to be about his son, right? And that was the series was about his, like what his son was doing now. And it's like, I guess, but like that's not what like Beverly Hills Cop is. It's, yeah. not, it's about Axel Foley solving this crime and making all the white guys look uh, incompetent. <laughs> It's it's definitely on my radar, mm. but I I will keep my reservations about it until okay. I see that trailer. All right. There's some rumors going around that Disney could be trying to put its creative hand into the Dragon Ball franchise and touch those Dragon Balls, you know, get them all in there, grab them all. But anyways, um, because Disney... Doesn't own the rights to Dragon Ball, obviously, but they own the um, the distribution rights for the films. So any any film for Dragon Ball that comes out, Disney's the one who does that here in, here in North America. So I think what people have been saying is that, I mean, obviously we did have an adaptation, a live adaption of Dragon Ball, and it was the worst movie ever. And I think. Disney was saying that they could either do like a movie or a series, a live action. And I was like, you know what? If you get some really good people in there who act like that are about our age, who grew up with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, like I think they could do a pretty good job. A lot of the new people, like you, you see that where they they come onto something that like an older franchise and they bring it back and they're like, oh yeah, see, like this is what we loved about it, and I think that would work out pretty good. Like you can get some. 
don't cast. What was what's the guy's name? The white guy that they cast as Goku. Uh, 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 the one who's on that one show. Yeah, uh, no. white guy number three. Yeah, I would love it, mm-hmm. but I'm more worried about that than uh, Beverly Hills, just because uh, I think it's easy to say to to flip that coin of saying like we're gonna make it this, we're gonna make it that, and then it completely ruined the. The movie, like, imagine if they want to go super serious with it. Mm. Sounds cool. Um, I've seen some. Actually, I've seen a lot of live action short films, yeah. and stuff like that. Some yeah. are good. Yeah, I've seen some, some are really ones. good. Some are like, uh, yeah, you could, you could, you could just not have done this. But it is because I feel like the show, it's, it's weird, yeah. like. It's definitely a funny little, like, oh, ha, 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 this joke and that joke. But then, like, they really love their violence. Yeah, and see, that's that's one thing they were say- they were saying in this article I was reading, that, like, that's one good, that's one thing about the MCU that Disney got right was, like, they knew where to pick and choose and what to, what to actually put in there. And, like, yeah, they knew how to push the humor here, but then, like, for this to push the drama and this and that. And but it's not that's not cinema. Yeah, obviously. Um and with the with the with the Disney backing it, I mean just imagining like a Disney backed Dragon Ball Z movie like that that CGI and like the, the cast they could get and a the story they could tell yeah. could be amazing. It could yeah. be awesome. But then again it also <laughs> it could go south. Very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a TV show, miniseries, whatever they want to do, that could be good too. Especially seeing like something like The Mandalorian. Um, and that yeah. might fit a little bit more because I feel like they could get away with it being a little bit more cartoonish with like uh, some of the fight scenes and mm-hmm. uh, some of the humor. And it'd be okay because it's like, well, you're adapting like the Dragon Ball series. So of course, like they could be, the humor could be a little bit too much, and the anime or the uh, CGI could look a little bit more animated than real. Yeah. But like, I think it would play into that, you know. Yeah, I think it would too. So it sounds good, and really anything <laughs> other than the a movie that the movie <laughs> that came out prior to could be good. What Dragon Ball Evolution? Yeah, oh yeah, Evolution. Um. And yeah, I mean, if you go online and you watch some of these like low budget fan films, like some of them are really good where it's like, okay, imagine this getting turned into a TV series mm. or a movie. And it's like, you could stomach that more so than an evolution. I don't know. I It would be interesting. Honestly, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I think they know that there's still that, that fandom. Because uh, one thing that I really liked about Dragon Ball Z is that it's beyond any anime fandom. Mm. And sh- sure, you could be like, anime. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> Most of the people who watch Dragon Ball probably don't even give a shit about uh-huh. anime. Yeah. And I think that's where they lucked out with the the series, is that people are still into that stuff. To into that 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 style without having to be into the whole genre. I mean, it's still going now. Dragon Ball Super is, yeah. um, is going on. So, I think they know that there's something there, 
and you're right. Like Disney has taken something like a comic book universe and brought it to a uh, big screen and it still feels fine. Mm-hmm. So I do have some hope in it, but once you get burned like that once, you just, and it burns so deep, mm. you never forget, Dom. Yeah, never forget. I'd be more excited if they actually started trying to do some casting so I can see what they're going for. If they're like, no, let's totally whitewash it still. Mm. Which, I mean, to an extent, I would be okay with because it is a weird like fictional universe anyways where yeah and i half and of them are monsters that talk <laughs> that's true and some of them are devils too yeah so. um and then other people are aliens also so yeah yeah you're right but like i think when people hear like a like an, it's an oh it's adapted from an anime it's like they want it to be like oh well, so you mean like japanese but it's like yeah but see they're drawn in a style that's not really like a particular race yeah if this goes through some way or another and you start casting and they're like, yeah, so we're looking for a piccolo and it looks like we're probably going to get Idris Elba. I'll be like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Idris Elba is piccolo. That'd be awesome. But we'll see. Time will tell as always. But uh, I'm st- I'm, it's cool that they're even thinking about it. I'll say that. Yeah. Is Master Jojo. You're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, <laughs> ambush techniques, and blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. comes to. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. <laughs> Time to burn some books! Yeah! You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hi, Hitler. I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. You know what I am? Say A Jew. Gesundheit. Sheesh, that was intense. What am I going to do? No idea. Got it! I've negotiated. Burn down the house and blame Winston Churchill. Or negotiate. If I tell on you, you'll be in big trouble. They'll never win. Love is the strongest thing in the world. Your mother took me in. She's kind. She treats me like a person. You two seem to be getting on well. She doesn't seem like a bad person. I'm the enemy. You're not a Nazi, Jojo. You're a ten-year-old kid who likes dressing up in a funny uniform and wants to be part of a club. God, nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know, it's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi.
Jojo Rabbit is a 2019 American satirical black comedy film written and directed by Taika Waititi. Jojo Betzler is a 10-year-old boy living in Nazi Germany during the later stages of World War II with his mother, Rosie. His absent father is supposedly serving in Italy, but has lost all contact, and his older sister, Inga, has recently died of influenza. Jojo often talks with his imaginary friend, a supportive but childish version of Adolf Hitler. Jojo and his best friend Yorki attend a Hitler youth training camp run by the one-eyed and cynical Captain Klenzendorf. When Jojo is ordered to kill a rabbit by older Hitler youth members, he tries to release it and runs off crying after the other boys taunt him with the name Jojo Rabbit. After a pep talk from Adolf, Jojo returns and throws a grenade without permission. It bounces off a tree and explodes at his feet, leaving him with facial scars and a slight limp. After Jojo recovers, Rosie asks Klenzendorf, demoted after the incident, to make her son feel included despite his injuries. Jojo is given small tasks such as spreading propaganda leaflets throughout the town. Alone at home one day, Jojo discovers Alsacor, a teenage Jewish girl and his late sister's former classmate, hiding upstairs. Jojo threatens to turn her over to the Gestapo, but also warns that his mother would be killed for hiding her. He agrees to keep her safe on the condition that she reveals her Jewish secrets so that he can write a book for Klenzendorf. Alsa plays along by making up stories about Jewish powers, such as mind reading. Angry with his mother for hiding a Jew, but unable to reveal his knowledge of Elsa, Jojo accuses Rosie of being unpatriotic and laments that his father is away. Rosie dismisses his accusations and espouses her belief that positivity and optimism are the best ways to be free of oppression. Jojo continues to interrogate Elsa, learning she had a boyfriend called Nathan with whom she wants to reunite when the war is over. Jojo forges a letter from Nathan that he has found someone else and wants to break up with Elsa. Hearing her crying, Jojo writes another letter retracting the first one. Jojo and Adolf argue, with Adolf insisting Elsa is a monster. Later, Jojo spots his mother leaving a free Germany message in town. Jojo is home one day when the Gestapo, led by Captain Dirtz, visit his house. Klenzendorf also arrives at the house while it is being searched. Elsa reveals herself, pretending to be Inga, and produces Inga's papers and confirms her birthday from memory to quell the Gestapo's suspicions. Jojo is relieved, but Elsa later realizes she recited the wrong date and Klenzendorf covered for her, but is certain the Gestapo will eventually realize the deception. Later that day, Jojo finds his mother has been hanged in the town square. Devastated, he returns home and stabs Elsa in the shoulder, then breaks down. Elsa comforts him. Jojo runs into Yorkie, now a soldier, who tells him Hitler is dead and the Allies are closing in. Jojo encounters Fräulein Rom, arming children as the battle rages, and she gives him a soldier's coat. Facing the American and Soviet forces, the city's garrison surrenders. The Soviets force several captured Germans into a backyard, including Jojo. A wounded Klenzendorf tells Jojo his mother was a good woman and saves him by removing his coat, calling him a Jew and spitting on him. The soldiers expel Jojo, who runs away as the machine guns fire on the prisoners. Jojo runs home and, to stop Elsa from leaving, tells her Germany won the war. Recognizing her despair, he recites a new letter from her boyfriend claiming that he and Jojo have figured out a way to smuggle her to Paris. Elsa confesses that her boyfriend died in the previous year, 
Jojo tells her that he loves her, and she tells him that she loves him in a little brother way. A disheveled Adolf angrily confronts Jojo for siding with Elsa, and Jojo kicks him out of the window. Jojo takes Elsa outside, where she realizes the allies have won. She slaps Jojo in the face, and then they dance in the street. Jojo Rabbit. A movie made for us to remember that the Nazis weren't that bad, guys. I don't think that's what you were supposed to take away from the movie. No, 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 no. Because it's like, yes, they're Nazis. Yes, uh, it's it's a bad thing. But yeah. like, you know, they're they're pretty funny, right? And they they have moms just like we do. Uh, okay. And so it's like maybe we shouldn't give them such a hard time. No, we should give them such a hard time. Huh. Interesting. Well, Dom. Since we saw this movie, mm. and we review movies. Oh, do we? Why don't you give me a small review and tell me what you thought about this movie? Well, I mean, I'd seen, I'd heard, we, wow. I think we reported on this movie since the beginning of, or like late last year. And I love that, like, this film is like, at first it kind of sounds problematic, right? Like, it's about, it has a young kid with, about Adolf Hitler being his best friend. But one thing that I love that he did was, like, he made him such a buffoon. He made him such a, like, a character. that And, like, the whole point of him playing this character was to be, like, I'm someone that he would have hated. It's kind of like the whole thing, like, um... Charlie Chaplin did where he played, but he didn't really say it was Hitler, but it was basically it's Hitler, that the great dictator. dictator. Yeah. Um, this movie, though, is hilarious. Like, from start to finish, even it, it is a, a very like sad film, too. Like, that's what I love about Taika Waititi is he's really good at balancing, like, ha 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 ha. Oh, shit. That just got real. Ha 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 ha. Like, these little kids are fighting in this war. Like, it's funny, but, like, it's very real at the same time. Like, it's it's so good. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, the acting is done so well. Like, the kids are so good. Like, the kid who plays JoJo, he's, he's just so good. But, like, the kid who plays Yorkie, he, like, steals every scene he's in 100%. Like, he's so good. And I think Scarlett Johansson, too, like, she's... Good at being like comedic, um, especially when when what does she say? Like, she's talking about like having like a mom such as like hot as her or something. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when we went, there weren't that many people. Um, but it had been out for a little bit. But I feel like again, were we the only ones laughing in the theater? Yeah. I don't understand this. When I feel like movies are meant to be funny, and we laugh, and no one else laughs. And it's like, I don't understand why they're not laughing. But, yeah, it's such a good story. Like, even the trailer doesn't tell you what this movie's actually about. Like, it's about, like, this kid having to learn that, like, oh, the people he's idolized in his life and, like, these this propaganda he's been told is wrong and that, like, oh, he should be helping this girl, like, the, the, the Jewish girl, uh, Elsa in their, in their house. And, like... 
Yeah, I, I don't know. This movie's just so good. Like, I don't know what, what more can you say. It is this, like, weird coming-of-age story, but, like, in the most fucked-up way. Yeah. Because <coughs> they put it... The age of, of him, I think it's supposed to be, like, 10? Yeah. Ish? I think so. So he's still very much a kid. Obviously, he has a... Uh, made up best friend. Yeah. And Yeah, Adolf Hitler's made up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um the way he views everything is very kid like. But that leads into very real like consequences. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I think that really hits is like it's yeah, ha 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 ha. Oh, there's people hanging. That's sad. Oh, but yeah, it's like a war thing. Like you gotta remember that. But then it's like, ha 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 ha. Oh my god, his mom's dead. Yeah. And he's just it's like it's dreadful. Like it just that whole scene of him like realizing like in that moment, like what's happening, it's it's fucked up. But the way that he went about it, yeah, it it, it it's such a weird movie to think about wanting to make because you're making this comedy about nazis Mm -hmm. but it's not making fun of like oh we're the good guys and that's nazis it's germans in germany Mm. (laughs) and okay but where's the americans they're not no they're not americans okay well well uh, what's the part when he blows them up i don't know they're the nazis so you want us to laugh with the Nazis. Yeah, you get yeah, it. Yeah, you get it. Um, that's like, it's it's such a weird concept, but it's, pull, it's pulled off so well. Mm. Like, from the beginning, it almost feels like you're getting, um, what did I say again? Like, it, it felt like, a, it kind of felt like a Moonrise Kingdom. Yes, yeah. for Nazis. Yes. <laughs> Because it it kind of, it's very like playful in that way, but then it takes a life on its own, and it does this thing where it's just this kid. It really is just this kid going through life. His life happens to be in Germany during World War Two, and then dealing with these like real 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 um problems of having people hide other people in your house mm. and dealing with a country that thinks it's okay to to uh, brainwash their youth and you know what I mean like th- it is funny but in reality it's very fucked up yeah so there's a weird like separation that you have with the movie of like <laughs> it's funny, but I know it's messed up, but it's it's funny. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta laugh. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It, this movie, it was like it's such a weird movie to talk, talk about because it's like you gotta keep talking about Nazis. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that the way they did Hitler, you're right, it was perfect because he did it in a sense where you imagine that this is what the kid would imagine, like a Hitler to be yeah. like. Like he's kind of funny. He's his friend. He's like, yeah, for oh, some hey, cigarettes. I'm yeah, I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, stop offering me cigarettes. I don't. Sm- I'm ten years old. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's he was like a comedic best friend. Yeah, but he like he knows who Hitler is. He just doesn't understand and, who Hitler is. And that's funny because it's like, yeah, he acts like his like, fun, like yeah, his funny imaginary friend. And then he starts spouting off like propaganda, and you're like. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're not supposed like he's not a character we're supposed to like. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like the the kid doesn't know the real Hitler, and especially like at the end when he well, finds yeah, out. Yeah, once he once he has that change, where where he his idea of Hitler was like, oh, so you are kind of a bad guy, and you know he's sitting there yelling at him and all this stuff, and he just kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. It's it's still very like. Like, yeah, of course this kid would think that way. Like, I don't know. It's 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 so odd that it and it works and it's just like it's so funny, but it's really sad. Yeah. Like the when the first time that they show the people hanging, mm-hmm. it's very dreadful where you're like, Oh yeah, because like don't forget, even though this is all funny, this is still happening, these people are like these people are, are being murdered just you know because like they're not even all Jewish or just people who are against you know the Nazi party. Yeah, and then there's that part where he, he tries to look away and like his mom makes him yeah look because she wants like she's trying to tell him without telling him that <laughs> this not, isn't right. Yeah, they're not that they're Nazis and they're bad. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, forgot that part. Um, yeah and and. There was almost a part where you think that that's going to be just like the only sad part. No, and then and then it, just, it hits you again. Because they make it so important to point out her shoes too, like throughout the first half of the movie, like her shoes, they are very important. Yeah. And then you just see them there swinging and you're like, they don't even have to show them. they didn't even show her. Yeah. Like they just uh, on her shoes and that's it because you know like that that's her and and literally like they they have no regard like like for like they even talk about how like earlier they're like oh where's your mom and it's like oh i don't know i haven't seen her today it's like they don't even care that like they killed her and they left this 10 year old by himself yeah i think that what he did really well was take this reality of nazis existing and playing on some of like the funny funny ideas of it like the kids the kids being trained for war and stuff and it sounds hilarious but it's like no the hiller wanted his that Nazi really youth. happened yeah. yeah so they 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 played on some of those realistic things and have it a little bit more comedic but they still never really lose like the depth like the fact that the whole movie it is a life and death situation the reason why he doesn't want to turn this girl in is because he knows that they could all die. Yeah, like he, it, he knows that. And then it's funny too, because then he starts liking her too. And it's like, Oh yeah. Because like she's a person and she's everything you heard about her being like about what a Jew is. It's like, Oh, you, even though she doesn't even look like your stereotypical Jew, like it's like, you still had like these preconceived like notions, but it's like, then once he gets to know her and it's like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we're wrong. Yeah. And one thing that uh, I think kind of slides by a lot 
is like the fact that your Yorkie when he tells him all this stuff, he's just like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> because he's a fucking kid. Like yeah. he doesn't care. No. He just thinks like that what he's doing is what he has to do. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I have to go to war because that's what we do, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm part of the army because that's what we do. Yeah, she's remember um He's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, Rebel Wilson's like, Oh, Yorkie, you're you're a soldier. Here you just been promoted. <laughs> so I don't know. It's the cool thing about this movie, it's like it's not very long. It, it it is it's easy to digest, but it's at times it's hard to watch because you're watching still a movie about Nazi Germany during World War II. Yeah. And the fact that he never tries to, to shy away from, you know, like realistic depictions of what what would happen during <laughs> Germany in World War Two. This is a really good movie, and it just shows that Taika Waititi is a great director. The fact that he can make such different movies, and it still have this Taika Waititi-ness mm-hmm. to them. Exactly. It still feel very different. Yeah, because that's what I love about... His movies are very different, right? What we, what we do in the shadows, to Hunt for the Wilder People, to Jojo Rabbit. Like, they're different movies. But they all kind of have, like, a similar message. And, like, I think, honestly, if, like, a film like Bohemian Rhapsody can be nominated for Best Picture, I could see, like, a Jojo Rabbit being. Because, honestly, this year's been so weird with films that I can't really see... I can't really... I don't have, like, a clear picture of what's going to be nominated yeah. yet. I think Taika Waititi is slowly becoming this like amazing director that can yeah. take so much. And honestly, uh, I I could see him, you know, in the next couple of years tackling like a straight up drama mm-hmm. and fucking killing it. Yeah, because he's been able to have like these movies that are still very funny, but make you feel very hard. So it would be interesting to see kind of where he goes from here. But even if he decides to stay in the more like comedic round or whatever, he still kills it. Like it doesn't matter if it's some weird, uh, mockumentary about vampires (laughs) or it's this movie about like this adoption that isn't working or, you know, space aliens trying to get back to earth, whatever it is, he fucking nails it. And it's crazy. Um, yeah, but this movie's great. Definitely go watch it. Two thumbs up. Uh, it, I I would say like right now, like you said, with uh, you not knowing what's going on, this is definitely like I could see this being the best picture. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 so 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 good. Not saying it's the greatest, but, but it's you good. know, yeah, it's definitely something I could see being nominated for something. So go see it. All right, so the segment for this week will be whether or not we believe that we are in a post uh, movie star timeline or era or whatever you want to say. Like, because do you, if you remember, I don't remember if you remember the fifties. Do you remember the fifties? Um, but back a long time ago when film was like in its heyday and everybody was like oh it's the golden years of Hollywood um, that's what they kind of banked on was like oh yeah like a Clark Gable is in this or like a oh Jimmy Stewart's in this or um, 
let's see, uh, Catherine Hepburn or, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like these bigger names were headlining movies and that's kind of what you, you, you went to see a film for, like you, even into like the, the sixties, the seventies, eighties, even until the nineties. Cause it was like, Oh, Meryl Streep is going to be in this with, um, Harrison Ford. Yeah. See like a, a Harrison Ford. He, he his name's up on the the big screen. You're like, oh, I want to go see a Harrison film picture, Harrison Ford picture. Um, but I think lately it it's been less and less like that. Like Leonardo DiCaprio a, a while ago would have been like, oh yeah, I want to see a Leonardo. DiCaprio. But nowadays, if you saw like Leonardo's name on there, like it's not like a a draw to bring you in. Like I mean, we we've seen films now where it's like it's lesser known f- names. And yet they bring in like more, and even when they put bigger names onto a film, that doesn't necessarily equal like box office. I mean, this whole year you could just say like, there's been a bunch of films that have come out that are like are like, oh, well, so and so and so and so is going to be in this, and it's just kind of bombed. I mean, even look at uh, Terminator uh, Dark Fate or whatever, whatever the new one was. They 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 were promoting that they brought back Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in it. But look at that, that movie completely bombed. And they even were promoting that James Cameron was back because he's a producer. Like these names aren't like drawing in anymore. Like um, crazy rich Asians. I mean, did they have to have like a, a, Oh, a Leonardo DiCaprio in there? No. And look at how much money that, that movie gross. Right. Like we live in an era where, we like a movie star doesn't really necessarily bring in the like the that flow of income i guess i still think i think it's more of like a a move the movie stars now are not a a box office but they're a uh they're like considered more like artist mm-hmm. like uh like you're right like a, Le- a leonardo dicaprio he may not always, you know, pull in like the biggest box office, but a lot of the movies that he does, people are like, "It's great. He should yeah. win an Oscar. That's great. He should win an Oscar. It's great. He should win an Oscar." Yeah, that's true. Um, or even, uh, even like a Daniel Day Lewis, I think he built his his whole career on trying to become this like, oh, I am this this master of of acting and oh you know i do this but his last film didn't do shit (laughs) you know what i mean like other than the fact that it got nominated and everyone's like how did that get nominated i'm pretty sure it didn't wasn't breaking box office numbers but still people will look at daniel day lewis and be like oh yeah he's a true artist he's he's a master of film of yeah film but I and see like he wasn't necessarily like a uh, like a movie star either because like he only did specific films like but he. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like oh, okay, I yeah, think yeah. that's what he was basing his career off of, trying to be like yeah yeah. Instead of just throwing, I think instead of being like a instead of being like a Nicolas Cage, he's like fuck, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he was more of like I want to pick and yes. choose. I want these movies. When my career is over, these are gonna be like. Oh, look at these movies that he yeah. did. He's oh, a reverse Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he doesn't just do every film he's offered. Yeah, he doesn't just buy dinosaur eggs. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I, I think that that's what film stars are today. Because I do still feel like we do have film stars, but being a film star isn't equal equaling being uh, money machines. Mm. Because film stars could still have huge like a huge present worldwide 
but they aren't necessarily like, oh, we're going to bank on every time him, them being in the movie. And I think I think one example of that would be, like, The Rock is still a film star. Like, when anytime you see his name on something, bam, right there. You already know. Like, what was it, Skyscraper? The one where he's in a skyscraper and it's there's something... And so he's like, I got to tear oh, down the and, skyscraper. And he lost a leg. Yeah, and he's got to beat up the skyscraper, right? That's what it's about? Yeah. That movie made a bunch of money. But I think it's because... Yeah, half, I think it was like halfway through the year, it was still in the top 10 grossing, gross films or something like and that. And he had Rampage, I think, the same year, or was that a different year? I don't remember. It's kind of blurry. But like, even when, like, look at Jumanji came out at the end of the year, and bam, some... I think some people have, I think it's gotten more to where it's like more niche. Like people ha- are more like, oh, I'd rather go see this film because of, because of this person rather than like it's a, a, a big name that everyone knows. I think it's become more of that where it's like, um, like I'll go see a film if it has like so and so because like I, I, I've seen their last film. I'd also think that it's because. The times have changed mm-hmm. so much from back in the day. Because yeah. back in the day, they, they were talking about how people would like go to the movie theaters and make it like a, a spectacle. And mm-hmm. they would spend, sometimes they spend hours there because it's like, oh, it's a double feature and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. People did that. <laughs> you don't do that today. No. People barely like sitting in a movie that's over two hours. Uh, yeah, and then they com- they bitch and complain. <laughs> I think uh, that changed. Plus, um, we have social media. Yeah, and that changes the game hundredfold because now you're saying that you love Anna Taylor Joy, you can follow her. What on, on Twitter on Instagram? Are you serious? Yeah, she 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 posts things. And you could be like, I like that. What? Oh, that's that's awesome. Did not know that. <clears throat> and there's like this weird connection with that now, where I I feel like because of because like that has changed the way we see a lot of things. That the idea of a movie star still exists, but I do feel like it's just completely different. Yeah. And and it's there's just things, evolved. yeah, and there's things where it's like some of the biggest stars in the world weren't even like like look at Game of Thrones, look at how big Game of Thrones was, and whenever it seems like whenever anyone was trying to do something else, it never really was like oh yeah they're a movie star. It's like no they're in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So Poor like, Amelia Clark. Yeah, because I feel like she's been trying to get into the films, and it's like it just continuously just like it doesn't work out, and it's like, but she's like a good actress. Yeah. So I mean, I do feel like the idea of a grade A hundred percent movie star, whatever, bank on this, whatever. I feel like that is dead, but the remnants still are there. Like you said, with The Rock. The Rock, I mean, The Rock's not dumb. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) Like, you know, he knows how to make money. He knows that these movies are going to make money. Um, And, yeah, maybe not everything's going to be a box office success, but he's gone to the point where he can pick and choose. People forget that he was acting years before some of these big hits. (laughs) Then you have people like a Timothy Chalamet who he does have his like when he's in a movie or whatever it is, people flock to that because they're like, oh, I love him. He does have like this 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 fandom that will watch any movie he's in. 
they'll follow anything that he does. And that is stardom. That's, you know, that's, I would say right now he very much is a movie star. But he's not a movie star that you're going to put in and be like, oh, here's millions of dollars because you give us millions of dollars. It's more of like, oh, we know he's a draw. People are going to like him. Mm. He's going to, you know, whatever. At least for right now. But um, it is interesting to bring it up. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think, I honestly think that, that that, like, ideology of, like, we have a movie star that's going to make us millions of dollars every single time. I think that's dead because people know that's not. No. I mean, look at look at someone like a Will Smith who he's very much a superstar. Yeah. He is a movie star. Everyone knows him. But look how shitty his movies have been. Exactly. For how long now? But it's no one cares. It's been a stretch. Yeah. And, and it sucks too because like they, like they pump you up for like you, you watch the trailer and you're like, yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, ah. Uh. but then but then you'll get someone that you haven't heard of and they're like they blow you away and you're like now i want to see more of this person and like how come they don't get like will smith treatment it's like oh because they still think because some studios still think that they can throw his name on there and you'll go see it It, it's a it's an interesting topic yeah the times they are a changer but um yeah I, i i believe that that shit's dead. It's not. Hollywood isn't what it used to be. That idea of a movie star isn't what it used to be. And I'm happy. So. Yeah. Suck it, Hollywood. Old Hollywood. But with that, guys, we'll say thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please, if you uh, haven't already... Make sure you give us a follow, a subscribe, a like, whatever it is, whatever it is on any of your uh, streaming apps so you get the episode as soon as it comes out. And uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, you can do that at INTB underscore podcast. That's Instagram, Twitter, and then you can email us directly at INTB podcast at gmail.com and on there you could message us you could like something you can comment on something you can tag us in something whatever it is um and yeah let us know what do you think about the idea of a movie star and if it still exists or what you think about jojo rabbit and how we should treat nazis better no, that's not. Why did you take that away from the, with the movie? But yeah, I mean, if you if you want to tell us how, either how terrible or good Nazis are, <laughs> yeah, let us know. Like, reach out to us, direct message us, and uh, be sure to keep updated because we are about to hit a hundred episodes, <gasps> which is pretty cool. I would say that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, pretty. pretty cool. So. Thank you so for thank you so much for following us on this journey of talking shit about some of your favorite movies. Actually, it's not. We try to make sure we try to see the the best part of the movie. And yeah, I guess until then, guys. As always, remember, it's not that bad. It's not that. Bad.